0: Welcome back to the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. We're so excited to have you guys. Man, we get to, every week, we get to sit down and record and you guys continue to tune in. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for all the downloads, all the shares, all the emails. We love hearing from you guys. Remember, you can email us if you haven't. You can do it again if you have. It's thekingdombringers at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Any comments, any questions you can send us. We want to just have interaction with you guys. We want to encourage you guys to uh, rate, review, subscribe, and share to this podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether that's Overcast app, Spotify, iTunes. If you listen to us on iTunes, we need you guys to go rate and review the podcast. Scroll down, give us a good five-star rating, and then tell us what you think about the podcast. That would be superb, and we would appreciate it. And also, if you have those friends, some of us have weird friends that don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> Scott Tilly used to be a guy who really didn't listen to podcasts Still too Still
1: weird, but I listen to podcasts. Yeah.
0: Though. But if you have some of those, maybe you got a grandma, you got family who don't really have a, a good smartphone or a way to, to listen to these podcasts, Check us out on YouTube. All of our episodes are uploaded to our YouTube channel on the Kingdom Bringer podcast on YouTube. Share those out with your friends. That's the big thing. We need you guys, if you're blessed by this ministry, if you appreciate what we're doing, if you like what we have to say, get the word out, share these episodes. So check us out on Facebook also at KB Podcast. And that's it. It's been a while since we've been sitting down in my basement. We actually pounded out the last three or four episodes, kind of just rapid fire one week, and kind of had them uh, in the queue, ready to upload every Tuesday. So it's been a while since we've been together. Scotty and I are in the room together. Scott, what's up?
1: What's up, everybody? Appreciate you tuning in, like Darren said. Um, it's It really is an honor to get to just, man, speak some truth and speak some speak some kingdom perspective on some worldly issues and uh i i just a lot has happened in the last three weeks for both of us and uh i think uh coming coming away from us meeting with little john in this place it just it kind of i think it gave both of us a new perspective on some things and you had you sat down with aaron packard that was a that was an amazing podcast and yeah. That dude's super anointed and, and has uh, a super good. He just has spiritual eyes, man. Yeah. For and sure. is able to see things differently than a lot of people. And uh, a lot has happened with you and him in the last two weeks. And I, I kind of wow. really want to dive into that right away, man. Uh, you, you just got back from New York about a week ago. And you and your lovely bride and your awesome kids, y'all went up there for see uh, uh, Todd Bentley and a couple others and a Kingdom Harvest kind of thing going on and uh man so like how was that for you like personally like how was it for you anything different uh with Darren when he came back or any new perspective from that
0: yeah man we haven't even really talked about this on the podcast yet um that episode that I sat down with Aaron Packard um him and his wife came to visit they we we actually talked about it on the episode we recorded that they were going to New York uh they were going to go to Revival Harvest America with some good friends, uh, Alex Parkinson, Charlie Shamp, and thousands of other people from all around the world. And Beth Packard just said, Hey, it'd be cool if you guys went with us. And that's not something that we do It's like spur of the moment, last second kind of things. It was, it was literally like a week and a half before they were leaving. Um, We're, my family and I, my wife and I are, are we're more of uh let's plan for vacations for like a year. Right. You know, save up money. And you
1: know, then we might do it when the time <laughs> And then we might go to Wichita, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Our our vacations are like two and a half hour trips or whatever. Me too. Um and we've 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 actually talked about that on this podcast, haven't we? About yeah. the poverty spirit and yeah. the, the mindset of like just kind of making do with what we have, you know, within visibility and stuff. Right. And, but there was something, bro, that like really stirred up inside of my wife and I when when Beth said that. Our our, our natural instinct in the past would have been to like laugh it off and say, "Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. We we're not going to New York." But we didn't re- we didn't really respond to them. Mm-hmm. And when they when they left, I looked at my wife and I just said, "You know i I think we should pray about doing this." And she looked at me and she said, "I agree." And that right there was like the sign to me that the Lord was doing something. Yeah. And so, um, again, we, we had no way of like making it to New York. I would have to take off what turned out to be five days off of work over a two week work week schedule and have to rent a vehicle to get there for all nine of us and the, in the two families. Um, get a place to stay in New York, have money for food. None of it made any sense at all. And yet we still really felt like there was some grace over that decision. And so Mm -hmm. I told my, I told my wife, I said, Hey, I I want us to pray about this over the next day or so, and then be able to give Aaron and Beth a a good solid answer. And I don't know that the Packards necessarily thought we'd do it either. I think they were kind of just throwing it out there and probably obeying the, the Holy spirit in that moment. And so that was Monday evening. We prayed about it, slept on it, woke up Tuesday morning. Didn't really have like super great confirmation, just like that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I went to work Tuesday and I spent the rest of the day trying to talk myself out of it. <laughs> like we were both in agreement, which is something I've always prayed about too. Yeah. Like God make my wife and I in agreement when it comes to this Making decisions like this. Just allow her to see my perspective yeah. and accept it. That's right. Amen. <laughs> but we were in agreement. Yeah. And so I spent the rest of the day, Tuesday, thinking of all these natural reasons why it didn't make sense. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to money. You know, it was, it'd be cool, but, you know, thank you, God, for giving us the choice, but, you know, it doesn't make sense. I come home Tuesday evening and it's literally her and her I like ready to say no. Like we're ready to say, we were actually saying things like this, Scott Tilly. We were making comments like, at least the Lord knows that we thought about it. <laughs> I swear to you, we were both saying, well, God's just happy that we said okay for a minute and maybe we'll do something like that. Mm. You know? Like, we, mm-hmm. we we caught ourselves doing that. And I was just ticked. Like, I was ticked off. Like, I'm doing this again. I'm allowing that poverty mindset to, like, take over again. Mm-hmm. And it was gross, and so I went to bed. And I said, "We're not going to decide yet. I know we both pretty much are saying no. We're going to sleep on it one more time." My wife's a dreamer; she has dreams at night. I'm like, "Maybe you'll have this dream of us driving this van to New York." <laughs> Woke up Wednesday morning, nothing. I said, "I leave for work about six o'clock in the morning." And I told her, I, "By eight o'clock, I want us to have a decision. So I want you to be praying about this till eight o'clock." She calls me at seven forty-five. And she's like, what do you want to do? And I said, we've spent all this time talking ourselves out of this. I really want to go back to that initial stirring that we felt in our spirit. Mm -hmm. And I think we should say yes. And she said, Scott, she said the words, I I agree. agree."
1: That's a milestone. And so
0: we said yes. (laughs) We called up the Packers. We said yes. We called and we rented a van. We called and we booked this room. And I told my wife, I said, man, the worst case is we come back with some credit card debt, you know, mm-hmm. that's not good,
1: mm-hmm. but that's the
0: worst case. And we've been there before. Right. But I really believed that, that the Lord was going to provide for this thing. And so we put ourselves in a position where we said yes to the Lord. And I'm telling you, bro, like we had mystery money show up in the come on. mailbox. We had checks written to us. Um, Jason gets allowed me to preach that next Sunday and I got to give a message on faith and he gave me the offering from the, the, the baskets. We had people sitting down saying they wanted to give us a thousand dollars. Wow. So we ended up having the trip paid for and then some come on, like in a week. Okay. So we got to do this thing and I really knew that it wasn't just about the event. Like I knew that God didn't want us to just go to revival harvest America and say that that was it. Like, I said it on Facebook. I I put a post together and kind of asked for anybody who was willing to give. And it was just awesome. People just kind of came out of the woodwork too. And it was just awesome. But I said it, I, I really believe that this was a breaker moment for my family. Yeah. Like saying yes to the Lord. Yeah. Obeying him really for the first time in this kind of capacity. Um, Putting ourselves in a place of need, right, so that He could what supply all of our needs, right? Like we read that verse and then don't really put ourselves in a place yeah. where we need Him to show right. up, you know? Like we don't we we've said it on here before too that the Holy Spirit's called the Comforter, but we're never that uncomfortable. Sure,
1: don't want to get so, in that place of uncomfortability. Yeah. So
0: we're, we were in a place where we're like, okay, yes, Lord, will go, but you're going to have to provide because mm-hmm. we literally have no way to get to, to right. New York. And it was so good it was so awesome that's amazing dude.
1: that's amazing yeah so it it wasn't just a breaker for your family it was a breaker for your faith mm. and it was a faith booster for you that yeah. you you didn't know all the details you really didn't know if you're going to be able to afford this van and the yep. food and and all this money starts coming in and and so what happens to your faith in that moment where you just took the initiative to say you know what god if you want me to be there you're going to have to make it happen now now i think there's two different ways we can look at that right I know that sometimes we that's how we play it against not going is, well, you know, if he doesn't show me this, then I'm probably not going to go. But it takes faith on our end to be able to walk. Right. Because Mm. we don't you know, we don't we don't run by what we see with faith. We just run by what we know. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit's leading. So, so it was a it was a breaker in Darren and Jamie's faith. That's what's cool about it. It's not just about Darren. It's not just about Jamie. It's about right. these these two your two awesome girls that they got to go to. And yeah. it was a whole faith breaker for not just the family, but just for the faith of the family. And so, man, how how did that look with you and her? I mean, coming home was the, we'll talk about some of the stuff that went on there. But yeah. like, but like coming home after experiencing that with you and her, like, how did that? change, uh, essentially relationship with you guys. I mean,
0: yeah, it's, um, I I, I want to hit on that. I I, I want to go back to, I felt like that was when we said yes, like I said, really for the first time, like we've heard stories, you and I have been in ministry, we've been around people. We've heard those, you've experienced the, mm. the mystery, yeah. like money and the, yeah. the, the vans given to yeah. you, know, stuff like that. I've heard about it you know mm-hmm. i've never really experienced it because i've never put myself in that position like mm-hmm. you step in line with god's will sometimes it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. but he gives you the provision to see that through and i i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you another story that you're aware of so like that was wednesday when we officially said yes i get a text the next day from a friend and you're you're on that text with me And this friend wants to meet with us. He takes us to the park on Friday. He doesn't know anything about what I'm going through. This meeting has nothing to do with my trip or any of this stuff. And this dude confesses to us just some awesome things in his life that he wants to repent from. Mm. And a lot of it had to do with this podcast. Like he was touched and moved by this podcast. And he confessed to us. And we got to pray with him in the park and just really established this new walk with this guy. Well, this guy opens up his pocketbooks and blesses us both with a good amount of money. Hmm. And again, this has nothing to do according to him and as far as he knew with the trip that I was going through, but this was God talking to me. Like, yeah. I stepped out and he provide and he showed the Lord actually gives me a glimpse of heaven. Mm. Because I stepped in line with his will. Mm-hmm. And so that's just another example. Like when I say breaker moment, I'm yes, I I mean every aspect of my life, yeah. every aspect of my family. Like God is like, I believe that when we step into new things, when we do things differently than we've ever done things before, God shows us new things right. and things we've never experienced right. before. And so there's that. I mean, there's thousands of dollars of like. Um, future savings for me and my family Mm. because of that gift and that moment. And I believe with all of my heart that I wouldn't have experienced that if two days prior, I wouldn't have said yes to the Lord. And so there's that. So the Lord is actually showing my wife through this too. Like this is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Because I have this burning passion and desire for full-time ministry. and We've talked about it. And Mm -hmm. my wife has been reluctant to dream with me on that because it doesn't make sense financially. Right. You and I both know that it's going to look a lot like that. Mm. <laughs> literally stepping into the unknown, mm-hmm. literally stepping into how are we going to.
1: I just talked about this yesterday yeah. at church. Yeah. And I just gave it. I gave a quick testimony about, uh, how when I left the plant in 2010, I stepped from a job at 26 years old that was allowing me to bring home 70 plus thousand dollars a year at yeah. 26 years old and I stepped out of that into nothing literally didn't have a job lined up I knew that I probably had a high school football coaching job which was 2,500 bucks but that was it so yeah. me saying yes to that opened up the ministry I think for me and and it it, did, it didn't go you know like I didn't realize I was going to preach at that time, but right. I knew that me saying, okay, I, I don't know what you're doing, but I know I can't be here yeah. unless you desire me to do this and doing that just open up all sorts of doors later on. So, yeah, I mean, you may reap a blessing from the faith that you, you know, that took you to move two years later, you may just reap that blessing from it. And I, I think that. As back to the wife, you know, part of it, like you, you have to have a partner that walks with you on that, or you're going to be at constant, you know, you're going to be ends.
0: Because right. I could, I could have easily said yes. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's times in our lives, bro, that we can say yes to things mm-hmm. despite what they yeah. say. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be blessed, and it's not going to be honored. Mm-hmm. You know. And the the Lord's desire, like I said, is he he gives you the vision, he gives you the, he gives you the vision, and he provides the provision for that. Mm-hmm. And so it is a process and it's a lifestyle. You know, he's not a God that just like, here's what you need. Go do it. It's, it's like, he wants to journey with you. Yeah, that. And so for him, this partnership, j- this journey was throwing out the opportunity for us to just say yes to a trip and then journey with us, you know? And he wasn't like, Hey, New York revival, harvest America is the end game. No, yeah. the end game is much later, but that's just mm-hmm. a small process. And he's yeah. like, if you won't say yes to this, you definitely won't say yes to mm-hmm. quitting your job and, and going full-time ministry.
1: If you're faithful and little, that's right. I gave you more to be faithful for. That's right. And sometimes being faithful is just saying yes when no is the humanly yeah. looks like the right answer.
0: Yeah, and fortunately for us, and some people might not get this, but saying yes to this New York trip was a big deal. Like, it wasn't little for us. Mm-hmm. Like, it really wasn't. Um, money aside you know, my wife's just a schedule. Like she, she wants to see a schedule. Like what's the plan? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Where are we going to stay? Are the girls going to be safe? Are we going to do, you know, how are we going to get there? All of that was an unknown, like yeah. literally had no idea. And she was so in line with, with what it, the cause Lord Cause it was provi- big yeah. for you, but yes. it wasn't big for God. That's I right. mean, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like sure. his,
1: his big and, and our big and our little and his little are probably at opposite yeah. ends of the spectrum. So,
0: and that's what I mean. Like that, for him, it was little. For us, it was huge. Sure. And so, I think he's got big things in store. Absolutely. According to what he thinks Absolutely. is big. Absolutely, And so, he's like, man, if you want to say yes to this little thing, according to what I think, mm-hmm. man, I got bigger things. And, yeah. and so, it's like, it's about time. You know? yeah. I just turned 38 years old. I turned 38 in New York, actually. Right. And- According to God, he doesn't care. Like, age is nothing to him. But to me, I'm like, I'm 38, man. I want to start doing some stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know? I want to start saying yes to the Lord. Yeah. i called myself a Christian, but I say no a whole <laughs> yeah. lot. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I I was thinking about uh, in Genesis 12 where um, where the Lord's speaking to Abram. It's not Abraham yet. It's actually Abram. And he, and he says... Go uh, go into the land where I will show you. Leave your land, leave your people, and just go where I'll show you. And I just, I think about the concept behind that with us. Like, how many times does he say, I'm not asking this to make sense to you. I'm just asking you to do it. And how many times do we do that? We, we come back and we come up with every humanistic view as why it can't work. Well, finances aren't there. Um, my car, I don't have a car that can make it that far. Whatever the case may be. And we miss the blessing because we... Are inat- you know, we don't say yes to something that is that simple to him. Yep. That's all he's asking for. Honestly, is the obedience to say yes, and and everything else will be provided as as the word says. Seek first the kingdom. So we're saying yes to the kingdom, yeah. and then all the little things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto you. All the little things will be added along the way, the the finances to make it, the car to make it. You were even blessed with some awesome foods. I mean, I saw your pictures. You were you were yeah. eating at some pretty cool food joints that you guys kind of yeah. had heard about but never experienced. Yeah. You got to stay in this super cool cabin with a brick, like a, I say brook or creek or crook, Beautiful. however you say yeah. it.
0: I said creek, but crick. it's
1: actually creek. Creek, so it's running by there. You get to go to Niagara Falls. I mean, come yeah. on, dude. These yeah. are all little things that, that God had for you on this list of, of his own list for you to, to experience what, after you said yes. and that's, Dude, what's that's so big.
0: what's so freaking cool is episode 10. For those of you who haven't heard it, go back and listen because that episode 10 we talked about the desires of our heart and it talk about breaker moment. I really think that broke some stuff open for you and I. Yeah. I do. Like yeah. In our future ministry and just things. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a firm believer that when you talk things out and get it out of your heart where God places it in your heart, does a work mm. in that you speak it out and get it out in the atmosphere. So everybody else can speak mm-hmm. into that. That's why it's healthy communities important, Yeah, right? Healthy families are yeah. important to be able to speak into those things. But we did that. We spoke, we kind of spoke those things out almost out of frustration. I remember saying like, I'm so ticked off that I've allowed this yeah. poverty mindset to take control. And we mentioned visiting beautiful places mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in, in my in, in my head, I, I don't think I said it, but in my head, I'm thinking like the seven wonders of the world. Like, yeah. there's beautiful things that God wants us to experience.
1: Good. And
0: we we literally got to go see the Niagara Falls, and yeah. I, that was so far off my radar, but <laughs> it was just so cool that just a you know a couple weeks later, God's kind of given me an invitation. Hey, you yeah. spoke it out. You and Scott got it out in the atmosphere. Right. Here's an invite to come yeah. see something beautiful I made. Yeah. You know. Say yes not, or no. Not
1: only will I be with you along the way, I'll be with you when you That's get right. there. That's I'll right. I'll be waiting on you when Absolutely. you get there. So you said something. I was just, just kind of reminiscing our conversation that day. You said something about uh,
0: Yankee Stadium. I did, You yeah. were so close to Yankee Stadium and yeah. you didn't get no, I Well, I said Wrigley Field.
1: <clears throat> oh, okay, okay, but okay. But we
0: almost okay. went to Chicago. Did you? Just so I could oh, see Wrigley dude. Field. It would have been a little longer out of the way, but no. That's it was, cool, though, man. God provided me the option. Yeah, I we seriously <laughs> went, and I could have taken a left or right, and we wanted to go ahead and get to New York, but I could have gone to Chicago instead of Indianapolis at one time. And yeah, no, that was cool. That's, that's cool, a, man. I thought of that too.
1: That's super cool. That is funny.
0: And I blew it. Dang oh, it! Oh, sorry, Lord. Dang.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you will probably get that chance again, man. <laughs> I For bet real. I will. That's I that's will. pretty awesome. Yeah. That so. So we, we, we caught some of your videos, man, yeah. um, and and one of the things that really we had talked about, uh, not so much then because you were really busy while you were there, but immediately coming back and stuff, you were you were talking about this street evangelism, and, and Alex Parkinson is is just, he hears the voice of God so well, and he um, he's so anointed to do what the Lord has called him to do, and he's just stepping out in his destiny is what he's doing. And yeah. you got to go with him, and you got to street evangelize to some people that... Let's be honest, you may never see again. Yeah. But you got to give them Jesus. You got to share the word of God with them. You got you got to see salvations. You got to see uh, I saw some miracles in his video. He he prayed over a guy's well, the back. I yep. think his back yep. started to you know, his back got healed and so tell me a little bit about that experience for you. What that did for? I mean, because we've done we've oh, done yeah. spiritual workshops here. We've done yeah. uh, we've done sp- spiritual treasure hunts, as we've called them, yep. and we've gone out and we've prayed over people um, in this region. But for you specifically, I mean, I think about like Paul. Writing letters to churches, like I longed to come and see you, and in your spirit, mm. you were longing to get to New York. Like I longed yeah. to be in New York that's and good. and share this gift, impart this gift to you that's been given to me. So when you got to step into that, what did that do for Darren spiritually? I mean, what yeah. did that do for for your you know for the Holy Spirit in you? What did that do? Yeah, for it, you,
0: it did a lot, man. I was I was very excited about what I believed was going to be just an a special impartation. Like I, I think I talked to you about that. Like I was excited for this expecting that expected for this impartation that the Lord had for, for me. And one thing that I've, I've always kind of struggled with is just the idea of evangelism. I don't, I'll be, I'll be honest. I haven't had like the greatest heart for the lost lately, the last five years or so when I've really been on this kingdom thing, I've been passionate about the church and I've been passionate about Christians and I've been passionate about waking up the church and reviving the church, but God desires for everyone to know him, you know? Yeah. And if we don't, if we don't evangel, like the whole, the whole office and the seat of the evangelist of like going out and reaching the lost hasn't been something that I've been super, super passionate about. And so the whole, this whole weekend, man, Todd Bentley is a prophetic evangelist. Um, he He runs fresh fire ministries out of uh North Carolina. that's where Alex Parkinson's at right now, so he's mm-hmm. gone through that program um and the whole Todd Bentley does a lot of overseas revival like he goes to Pakistan bro and brings three hundred thousand people so he's he has documented three point three million souls wow have been have been won to the kingdom through his ministries and his outreach that's mind boggling. Mm -hmm. We talk about 500 people in a room and we're jacked, you know, and it's usually a 500 Christians in a room, right? Mm -hmm. Like we don't, we don't Mm -hmm. have that capacity to understand three point or 300,000 people at one meeting. It's just stupid, ridiculous. Yeah. And he went about 10 years ago. He kind of had the, he had, he fell Uh, 10 years ago. He had this, um, uh, marriage fell apart, had some, uh, affair thing go on and he he fell from his from his platform of being the next big evangelist here in america he's from canada actually but he was doing a lot of the lakeland revival and some some other just cool things that the lord's been doing with him and he fell and went through this wilderness process bro he hid and like david man was in the wilderness and Mm -hmm. living in a cave because running, so many people yeah. just backed away from him and wanted yeah. nothing to do with him. But an amazing man, Bill Johnson and Rick Joyner, so he had one guy from the West Coast and one guy from the mm. East Coast come up alongside him and say that they, they wanted to help restore him. And it was a wow. two, two and a half, three-year process where they restored him back into ministry. Um, from there, he started Fresh Fire Ministries and is doing his own thing again. But He's been fearful of doing these stadium revivals in America because he just hasn't fully stepped into that because it took a lot out of him. Sure. You know, he sure. he was hurt and he sure. went through a lot of junk. But the Lord's called him to lead and a lot of this comes from the passing of Oral Roberts mm-hmm. which carried this healing mantle. Yeah. And Billy Graham, Billy Graham. which carried this evangelist mm-hmm. mantle. And he believes that the Lord has given him this mantle of healing and evangelism. And so he's, he's running with these, this vision of doing stadium revivals in America. He believes that God's not done with America. And so this whole thing in Olean, it was in Olean, New York, uh, was the first of what he believes is going to be many stadium revivals. Mm. And, it's a weird, it's a weird thing, man. That the Lord called him to go to Olean. It's a, t- a small town of about fourteen thousand people. Um, when, when you say New York, you think New York City. You don't mm-hmm. think Olean, New York, and Western New York. And uh, the the word the word o- Olean actually means oil. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Lord kind of gave him a vision of this, and the Lord also gave him a verse Isaiah eight eighteen. Pull it up. I had it up once. Isaiah 818, behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are four signs and wonders. Mm. Okay. Come on. And the Lord told him that he was going to do this on 818 weekend. So the verse 818 matched up with August 18th. Mm. So he calls up the 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 city of, of Olean and, and asks him if he can rent out their stadium. Their, they have a baseball stadium. And they said, man, the only weekend we have is the 818 weekend. Come on. So he's like, I guess that'll work. (laughs) And so he's had this booked and he had multiple churches in town come up alongside him and and donate $30,000 to $40,000, which is what was needed to put this thing on. And I'll be honest, there was, we probably, we we had seating for 8,000 people, Mm -hmm. okay? We had the stadium, had bleachers that held 5,000. We were there early, setting up chairs. Three thousand more chairs. We capacity of eight thousand people. We were we were ready for. Um, we probably had a thousand people. Yeah. Every, every night, you know. Um. So to the to the untrained eye, mm. the crazy perspective would be, Wow, you only had about an eighth of what you were wanting. Mm-hmm. We had a thousand people show up. We had over Todd Bentley's platform on Facebook. Over twenty five thousand uh, views a night. Seven different countries witnessed wow. this thing: Pakistan, Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan. All got to watch this thing live. So it was much bigger and broader than just the people that were in the stadium. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to speak to this real quick too, because you and I have both uh, have experienced the the Dodge City Revival and what we're trying to do here. Yeah. We and the people that put that on are doing what we know, right? And we're Mm -hmm. doing the best that we know as far as what revival looks like. And I'm not, I'm not criticizing that at all, but for, for Todd Bentley and these guys that do this, man, they do these crusades, you know, where they go out, like I said, 300,000 people are coming to 300,000 Pakistanis (laughs) coming to know Jesus, it's, big. it's a different ballgame, yeah. you know. And what this what this event did, this revival Harvest America. So we we did some street outreach to get to your question. Sorry, I took a long way around. Gonna land this plane. Yeah, <laughs> we did some street outreach both nights. We had evangelists. So what was cool about this? We saw. I got to witness the fivefold ministry. I got to witness the entire body of Christ. We show up. I met people from Australia, England, Florida, California. Oregon,, uh, Arizona, were all came to this thing, okay? Because they wanted to be a part of revival in America again. Mm. Who knows that prophetic people are kind of weird sometimes, right? Sometimes? sometimes. <laughs> prayer intercessors are kind of weird sometimes, yeah. right? But they're so needed. like oh, yeah. without without prayer. Oh, yeah. Without prayer, there's no revival. Yeah. Without prayer, there's no move of God in a, in a town mm-hmm. or in a community. So these you see like hordes of like uh, intercessors pull up in these vans and they get out and all they do all weekend long, bro, is march around the stadium. Wow. And they're just holding hands and their team and they're doing their thing. Some of us are there unloading trucks and setting up chairs. Prayer intercessors are just going just around praying. doing their thing. You get the the evangelists and really Todd Bentley's heart was to harvest the evangelists.
1: Mm.
0: Does that make sense? Mm. So he's coming in and he wants to revive and cultivate the evangelists wow. because he knows that he can't do it by himself. Yeah. And so in order for the, the, like this mantle is a community mantle, you know? And so he came here hoping to get evangelists, the Scott Tillies, the Darren Eubanks, the who cultivate that evangelism mm within the church on the streets it's good and so there were there were groups of evangelists that would go out and we'd this town of 14,000 people what was really cool about this event also they had this 3 on 3 basketball tournament that I guess they have every year that brings in thousands of people okay on the same weekend mm. they had another like arts um some event they had on their main street where everybody's out on the main street and things are set up that they only do once a year on the same weekend Mm. that we're doing this crusade. And so this evangelism teams, man, we're hitting these main streets. It's beautiful little town in the mountains. And we're going to these three on three basketball tournaments and we're going down the main streets and we're going to the, the broken areas of town too, which is where me and Alex got to go to the kind of underprivileged territory. And, Just a quick example. We we got to the point where we were going door to door. I cringe at that. (laughs) Like I cringe at the door to door evangelism. thing. It's so uncomfortable. It's not something I enjoy doing. I I think we all have like a picture of like the Jehovah's witness coming up door to door (laughs) and how that's never a good thing to do on a Saturday is answer the door. But Alex Parkinson does not care. (laughs) He wants to get the gospel out. So we're going door to door. And we're not having a whole lot of response and a whole lot of excitement at these doors. And there was a moment where uh, I just really felt drawn to this one this one block of houses. So we turn and we go down and we see three guys outside fixing a bike. And I, I, I told him, I said, I think we're supposed to go over there. We go over there and Alex has like ridiculous words of knowledge for this guy. Mm-hmm. And it's just boom, boom, boom. An hour before we got there, this guy was going to kill himself. Wow. His birthday was the day before.
1: Which was your birthday. Which was my birthday.
0: <laughs> and so we got to just pour out on this guy. All three of them got saved.
1: Wow, come two, on.
0: Two of them came back to the crusade the the next two nights. But the one guy was going to kill himself an hour before we got there. Wow. And the Lord brought these two doofuses down the street to just talk about Jesus. Mm. And I got to experience just, like I said, man, I, get, I got to see the intercessor the intercessors. Do their thing. I got to see the prophets do their thing. Mm-hmm. Alex, he he just walks in prophetic evangelism. So he uses both. He uses prophecy. Right. He uses the, the power of evangelism. And I got to just—it was so good, man. It's so, you know that's what revival looks like. It mm-hmm. really is. Mm-hmm. And so we set that town, ta- that little town of fourteen thousand, on fire. Saturday morning, we were at the park. We, the, the The city blessed us and gave us the park. We had semi-trucks full of groceries, bags of groceries, hundreds of thousands of dollars wow. of groceries. And so all these people from Olean, these needy people that come, we have uh, the outreach center here in Dodge that the gathering does, very mm-hmm. similar, mm-hmm. but this was like just groceries and lines of people, and we're evangelizing to them, and people are come up to them with words of knowledge, and shoulders are being healed, and blind people healed right there. Wow. and. It was so good, man, mm-hmm. and I got to I got to be a part of that because I said yes. And yeah. so, it wasn't about revival, Harvest America, and Olean. It was about God aligning me up with an exciting spirit that He wanted me to receive and He wanted me to have to bring back to Dodge City. It's good. And so, that's my tribe, bro. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm hanging out with my tribe, and it's a global tribe. Who you know, you you know, we have a global. Yeah. Tribe yeah. of people that that he wants us to team up with and lock arms with, and it was good. It was exciting, man.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah. that's that's awesome. And I wanted to say, I was thinking about this when we were talking about Alex. I, I would be. Um, diluting alex's ministry if i didn't mention his wife jordan they yes, they yes. are a powerhouse of Absolutely. a team and um if you get a chance to chat with them or watch any of his stuff on facebook i know they, they opened up a new page because he was getting so many requests i yeah is it, is it
0: alex and jordan parkinson on facebook you can find it mere mere image ministries if yeah. you go there you'll they'll link you up to him. but check that dude out i'm bringing him in April or May of next year they're going to be coming awesome. in for a weekend. It's going to be fun.
1: But check them out. Yeah. Great people, hearts yeah. for the Lord, amazing amazing yeah. stewards of their faith, man. That's for sure. Yeah. Um 25, well
0: that, 25 years old too, bro.
1: I know. He's he, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 not crazy in the kingdom, but it's crazy from the human human eye, but yeah. he, they just love Jesus, man. They they just love Jesus and they're, and they're chasing they're chasing him. So these things are just a byproduct of of them knowing yeah. him and so, yeah, man, uh, the New York trip, amazing, it sounds like. Sounds yeah. like um, that's just the beginning of something. Absolutely. It, it was just a, a golden nugget for what God's doing and what he's going to continue to do. We, we've we really been kind of just contemplating uh, this this fivefold look and what it, what it looks like for this region. And I'm not going to go into too much depth of that today because we're working on some things, and I really want God to have uh, his time to... Maneuver and manifest in our lives the way um, that He wants to line some things up with that, but I—the uh, simplicity of this thing, though, bro—is—is is what is what I can't wrap my mind around. I think most of us just assume that, oh yeah, that stuff can only happen there, and you know they have all these people and all these resources. But if we really truly look deep within the in, in the groups that the tribe, as you said, that we hang out with, everything that's that's needed is there. Mm-hmm. It really is. Every, yeah. Everything that's needed is there, and. Just the simplicity of of dropping the persona of maybe what it's always been or what we know that it's always been. It hasn't always been that way, but what what we know, you know, church to look like or the function to look like. Right. And maybe just saying, okay, God, what do you want to do? Yeah. I know this is the way I was, you know, in it, and this is the way, <clears throat> excuse me, I kind of was taught or learned it, but what do you want to do? Is this, does this align with you and what you're trying to do right now? Because the word harvest to me has just been implanted in my soul for the last four or five years. And, and just to see that God is ripening that. He really truly is ripening that. And and what you're seeing now is instead of the evangelist being in one house, the prophet being in one house, the apostle being in one house, the pastor being in one house or or overlooking all pastors, of that, yeah. and the teacher being in one house, you are seeing, if you're opening your spirit eyes, you're seeing these, the desire for God's heart, I think, let's just say that, yeah. for these people to come together and and congregate together and, and and just ask and bathe it in prayer and get get into a prophetic culture where the father just wants to speak to his kids and just to see that five fold thing kind of take off mm-hmm. um and i believe it's the way it was designed i believe that paul spoke highly of these um of these functions of these the word i'm looking for these offices yes um they that they this is the way the church is really going to thrive in this time that we're in right now. And, um, whether you believe that, you know, which we were talking about, we were talking earlier, uh, about, um, the end times and, um, you know, Tribulation, we we just kind of bounce some ideas off of each other, and whether be whether you believe we're there right now, whether you believe that we're going to be there in a couple weeks, whether you believe that we're going to be there in a couple years, whatever wherever your belief on the tribulation is, the fact remains is that Jesus tells us to be ready. Yeah, just be ready. Mm. And so what I with that I just to come back to the fivefold and and with what I think God's birthing right now is um, just a culture, a community of people that want. Nothing more than people to get to get the gospel to them and get and get Jesus, um, get people to know the King of Kings and and you know if if God wants to do that through prophecy He's going to do it through prophecy, if He wants to do it through tongues He's going to do it through tongues, if yeah. He wants to give visions and dreams as Joel two twenty eight says in the latter days and that's yeah. what He's going to do, but I do believe what we we are seeing that right now I yeah. believe that we are. We are seeing a culture of people that are hungry for that too, yeah. not just something that they've experienced once and wow, that was kind of weird, that was coincidence, yeah. but like no, that was a prophetic word that God spoke to you through somebody who had no idea who you were or what you were about. Um, we, we've seen it, bro. We, we've yeah. practiced it. We've we've been in that community in that culture, and I, I believe that God is aligning. He's aligning his people right now for a time such as this. I just I believe that that's good. So.
0: Yeah, and I I think a lot of it comes from. Having a desire to stay in your lane, and learn what your lane is, it's very easy for us to say, you know. And I I I know that there's people right now that still don't quite understand this fivefold thing. We don't understand it fully. I just know that when we read it in the in the word, what is it? Ephesians five, mm. Galatians five. What I, I forget. It's, I think it when we when we read it it's 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 talking about the fullness of Christ. Yeah. As the pastor, the teacher, the prophet, the apostle, the evangelist is the fullness of Christ. We're so used to functioning as the pastor over everything. And so staying in your lane of I, Scott Tilly being I don't have to do every single thing. He stays in his Scott Tillys an evangelist. He wants to preach the gospel he wants to get people to understand the simplicity of this kingdom and of the gospel and bring people in and when he can accept that believe that receive that god will align him with other people to take care of the yeah. other parts of that fivefold amen and not everybody's called to be in the fivefold not everybody's mm-hmm. called to one of those offices right So if you're hearing this and you're thinking that you have to be in the office, you don't. But if you are attracted to that and want to be a part of that, open your eyeballs and look because God's aligning people. In this region, God's aligning people to fulfill this fivefold ministry. And it's something that you're going to want to be a part of. Like you're going to want to see the fullness of Christ taken off (laughs) in this region. I Absolutely. just speak that out right now because yeah. it's happening, man. Jesus man. it's so good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, it's it's funny to me. It's, it is in Ephesians four, by the way. Okay. Um, and let me. I'm just gonna read this because uh, I think with what we're talking about, people need to know what we're talking about. Yeah, I know. Um,
0: I, I know Jason read this in our last our last podcast, but. I think this is good stuff to read every
1: yeah, time. just remind yourself every day that you know at large, this is what the church of of Jesus should look like. this is his desire for yeah. functioning church yeah. it's it says in ephesians four eleven and his get this is the amplified version by the way, if you don't if you don't uh read from that, that's fine, but it's gonna say the same thing. Just sound a little different. And his gifts to the church were varied, and he himself appointed some as apostles, which are special messengers, representatives, some as prophets who speak a new message from God to the people, some as evangelists who spread the good news of salvation, and some as pastors and teachers to shepherd and guide and instruct. And he did this to, this is in 12, and he did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people for the works of service to build up the body of Christ in the church. Until we all reach the oneness in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually to become a mature believer, reaching to the, most, to the measure of the, of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. Unity is such a huge word with yes. that, man, because yes. we don't have a lot of time. To, we kind of hit on that down at the lake, but yeah. unity is such a big thing. That, you know, when you create community, within the five fold, you're seeing the unity manifest and that's what God really wants. That's what he he wants. You know, I'm just gonna say it, man. You you've heard me preach this plenty of times. But there's something about when we drop denominational walls and we just come under the umbrella of the covenant of Christ. Yeah. I really feel like God looks from the vats of heaven and just smiles. Yeah, I really feel like He loves seeing His kids worship together. He loves seeing His kids come together and just glorify His Son, man. And when we do that, I just I think it's something special. There's a there's like a fresh fire when that happens. There's an anointing that maybe we can't quite even understand, but that you just I don't know when we did that. When we did that prayer night at Assembly of God, you had all these different churches show up, yeah. and and Pastor Graves was so amazing at the way that he just he said, "You know what? I'm not, I'm just going to stand over here and play the flute and the worship team, and you yeah. you guys, I want you to pray this, I want you to do that. I'm not even going to really be a you know a part of this deal." And that shows honor among among um, the offices. That shows honor among the people, and that's what he did. And we got to hear from a couple different people, and it was so good you had southern baptists in an assembly of god church you had all these you know you had methodist in there you had and i and i'm not a label guy so i'm just i'm just saying of where they're going to church but but when when people just you know said you know what on this sunday night we're just gonna go in here we're gonna worship jesus something spectacular happens when that when you do that when you get that concept yeah it really does yeah and so i I just think that the fivefold i I, I kind of was thinking about this earlier today and yesterday about how the enemy is so cunning and he's so crafty he's the crafty of all God's creations right as the word says but how he's kept these five away from each other from for for a while do you know what I'm saying I was yeah. thinking about the way he's been able to divide and keep these five away because he knows the power of that's going to happen when these five collide. It's were, going to yeah. be heavenly. If
0: they were to come together, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah.
1: You're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles. You're going to is Susa now of like as Susa now is going to have nothing on what I mean. It was an amazing, it was an amazing uproar. It was it was amazing yeah. Jesus movement. But I think that God loves to do things fresh. He loves to do things new. And I feel like when this happens, bro, when because it's going to happen. When this happens, I just prophetically proclaim that right now, in the name of Jesus that it's going to happen, and when it does, you're gonna see a shift in the atmosphere unbeknownst to me, like that no one's ever seen before it's gonna be something fresh, it's gonna be something new, and these these revivals that that you you know going whether it's in Orleans or whether it's in New Orleans or wherever the case may be like what you're seeing is an outpour of God's spirit. Like his spirit literally is outpouring and people are catching this fire, man. They're catching this anointing. And, and you know, he, who's
0: also very attracted to unity, the world. Yeah. Yeah. When, when the world sees the, the, the Bible says that it's waiting, it's waiting for the, for the church to actually see themselves as children.
1: Romans of, 8, of 19. Father. One yeah. of my favorite it's scriptures
0: waiting. And so that's, We don't have time to get into that, but there was some other things, man. We saw some witches show up to this event in Oline, and they they were they were there to disrupt, and they ended up getting saved, bro. We saw like (laughs) hell's angels, like leaders, like dude with twenty six kills on his resume, show up and get saved.
1: Come on, Jesus.
0: There's something there that's attracting them, and I guarantee you, it was the unity of the body of Christ. Yeah. When the body of Christ comes together, not only is it attractive to us as believers, mm-hmm. but the world's finally waiting. Yes. The world's waiting for yes. us to actually be who we say we are, mm-hmm. which is children of the king. Well, the king. What not only who like? we
1: say we are, but who he's trusted us That's to right. be. I That's mean. Right. Paul, Paul delivers a knockout blow in Romans. He really does. And if you want great theology, read the book of Romans. That's, that's what I always say. People want to know, well, what's, what's good theology? The book of Romans. That's good. That's good theology. It's good. Uh, so, man, yeah. I Guys, um, we just, man, we love you. We, we love you so much, and we're, we're appreciative of you. And, and I love the fact that we get to sit down and just talk about our lives on here and in and, and hopes that it will um, stir you up and um to want to talk about what Jesus is doing in your life with with the random stranger at Walmart or at the grocery store or the post office so uh that's how you're going to get the world to change is just just to be who God has called you to be really that's it man and it sounds simple In some some cases it is but you know w- when you can't be who you think that you need to be call on your brother call on your sister call on your your others in fellowship the ones that you know are set in place to encourage you and that's just what we like yeah. to do is stir each other up and then when, when I you know, when I'm not up to par where I'm supposed to be, then I know I can call Darren and he's gonna he's gonna bring me to that place. Yeah. It's vice versa. That's Amen. just the way it works. Amen. So yeah, man. It's good.
0: Well, dude, pray us out.
1: Yeah. Pray Holy out. Spirit, I just wanna thank you right now, God. I wanna thank you, Jesus, what you're doing. And that you've given us vision and that you've given us promise and you've given us prominence over this land. You've literally, you've told us to stake our claim and take it. You've given us dominion, Father, over um, what the enemy has tried to come against uh, in your church. And and Father, I thank you for the kingdom alignment right now. I think that's just a word, alignment right now. I just thank you for that, what you're putting together, God, what you're grafting together in your kids and um that you love us, Father, that you really deeply care. I thank you that you care about the desires we have to go on trips to New York uh, to see just this uh, kingdom harvest father, I just I thank you for what you 're going to do, I thank you for what you 've already done, and um, if you 're listening to this today, we just we just speak um, a blessing over your life in the name of Jesus uh, we just we thank you God, that um, man, what what you 're doing you 've allowed us in on. You've literally wanted to partner with your creation in this. And uh, I'm thanking you for what's to come of that. And I'm thanking you for uh, the bride, Father, that we are stepping into the knowledge of who we are. That uh, we believe for uh, the miraculous, that we believe for kingdom perspective, and that uh, we believe for kingdom eyes. And we love you, God, and we thank you, and we can't wait to see what's next. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you guys again for tuning in. We hope to hear from you reach out to us at bringers at gmail.com. Until next time, be blessed.